welcome to another exciting edition of Plank of the Week. Here we are, based at Talk Radio TV. Uh, I've got Dawn Neeson with me as ever, Kevin O'Sullivan as well. We've had a great run. We're already nearly three months in to the new year, so it's technically not really a new year anymore. We've got plenty of planks to go out this week. Uh, of course, as we know, uh, we're collecting it as an annual event as well, so Plank of the Year is also going. Uh, and at the moment, I can tell you that Harry and Meghan, the BBC, uh, uh, and one or two others are riding very high up there in the charts. But let's kick things off. Dawn, I think it's your turn to Ooh, start us this week. Well, Why don't you get to go first? Right, OK. Uh, this is completely different. I don't think we've had him before. Yes. Orlando Bloom gave an interview at the weekend to the Sunday Times mm. magazine about a day in his life. Oh, yeah. Which was lovely. Um, but <laughs> it was scenario. just the most... It was it was like a spoof. If right. you're writing a spoof about Hollywood actor's life, you couldn't make up. First of all, he has to get up and earn his breakfast. Really? Right? He can't just get up and have a slice of toast. Okay. He has How to does he do earn that? his breakfast. So he gets up and he goes for a 10-mile hike through the Hollywood Hills. Oh, right. How does that make him any money? But it's 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 just... It's, it's not about uh, it's, money, you know, it? it gives him the right to eat. So then, Mike, oh, he right. gets back and he has brain food porridge. Brain food mm. porridge? What does Feeds that mean? Feeds the brain. No idea, but it's got collagen in it for his hair and nails as well. Because sell it? Because... Um, <laughs> Didn't Wait. he have a romp with a waitress over... Uh, I think he did, actually. Yeah, he did. It was the best sex you'd ever had. Was that the one in the um, in London? Yeah, Chilton Firehouse up in London. Are you sure that was him? Yes. I think it was him. I yeah, it was right. him, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. went and took him some breakfast. And yes. And then she didn't come out till the next morning. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. As you do. Well, um, room service, certainly. Any case, so after breakfast, then he uh, um, does some eye gazing with his, baby, uh, with his baby daughter. Best to gaze with your eyes, I found. <laughs> exactly. These are his words. I tried nose gazing for a while. It didn't work too well. Not making yeah. this up. And then he spends the day dreaming of roles uh, for minorities and women. Rolls. Rolls. He not bacon rolls. No, 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 not bacon uh, rolls in hotel rooms. Rolls. Yeah, no. yeah, absolutely. No, back to breakfast. Yeah. Um, and then um, he dresses. Has he actually got a job, this bloke? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point, yeah. What, what emerges from it? This guy's got nothing to do. He's right. got nothing to do. But, 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 but the most important thing is he dresses for dinner. Does he? Which is prepared by a team. So he doesn't dress for the old paddleboard. Oh, yeah, no, no. I actually yeah. double Scott. You need to see that picture unpixelated. Should, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he plays with Lego. And Lego. that's it. That's a day in the life of a Hollywood A-lister. Even his wife says it's only the second best lover she's ever had. Dear so God. I mean, he married to? Well, it's not wife. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Yeah. Katy Perry. Yeah. yeah. Well, the woman who used to go out with Russell Brand. Yeah, she married Russell. She married Russell Brand. Does she that lives... mean that she's saying Russell Brand was no, her no, no, best no, no, lover? No, 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 no. John Mayer was the best one, evidently. Ah. She's had a few. Bad news for yeah, Russell, so. then. He's at least three. So, any case, for actually coming up with a day that really you file under the what the hell yes. um, every single thing he does I think that makes him a fairly good plank yeah I think that's a very oh, yeah. good nomination because yeah. yeah. you would think I remember a day in the life funnily enough when I first started out doing stuff for um, Fleet Street when I was very young one of the things I did was I worked with this photographer guy in the West Country and we went and did somebody a day in their life. But it was like an ordinary person. Mm. They've now changed it to they only do celebrities. Yeah. Because this was more like, like we went and did some guy who was, I think he was a, a thatch cottage fixer, you know, one of those guys that does thatch cottages. They sometimes okay. Quite interesting, Quite interesting yeah. right? And they're always more so his, Yeah. And his day was about, you know, thatching somebody's roof yeah. or, you know, driving to a, a funny part of the country to buy something for the thatching or something like that. Well, I mean, you know... I mean, I, it's so... 
But it's that's just, banal, isn't oh, it's it? Just a it's banal. He, he takes it seriously. I think he actually thinks this is not funny. I think he thinks this is just really... And everyone else is going, really? Yeah. And also, of course, that's there's another reason. embarrassing, isn't it? He's a complete eco-warrior that goes on holiday on multi-million pound yachts. Of course he does. Yeah. He, he says, uh, he says uh, yeah, I have uh, vegetarian porridge and no... He said, I'm... Uh, uh, meat free. I don't have one. I have meat about once a month. Yeah, yeah, Ninety percent yeah. total plant. Because, because he looks at cows. Ninety percent plant. Ninety percent plant. Vegetable. Yeah. yeah. Because he looks 100% at plant. Plant. Yeah. He, he looks at cows and thinks how beautiful they are. Well, they are yeah, beautiful. And then he eats them. And then yeah. he eats them. So, what's, what's I mean, pheasants are beautiful. Yeah, but too. he's but he's like claiming to be sort of almost hundred percent. Except nearly. once a month, he has so a meat. What an free. absolute yeah. plant. That is ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? Orlando but he's got plant. a very he's got a very nice paddleboard. I'm sure he has. Um, well, that's a very good nomination. Nice to get a few Hollywood celebs in. Nice. I should say, by the way, before we go any further, um, that we have taken the view once again on Harry and Meghan that we won't nominate them individually, but I think they still have to stay in well, because, yeah, as but... the carryover. And I'll tell you why, and you might wish to add in anything that you can think of, but this week um, what they've done is they've uh, been the subject of um, an attack from Prince William, interestingly enough. Yes. Um, they've also been revealed to have lied about the, th the three-day-before-wedding no. because the son managed to get hold oh of their actual wedding certificate, which showed that they didn't get married three days before the actual wedding. It was a rehearsal, which is what everybody calls it, right? But she thought it was a wedding. Uh, also, finally, today, we learned that they've lost yet another employee. Mm. The woman who was the head of Archie Well... Um, has disappeared and they've put somebody else in, in the spot. So Careless. that's yet another high-powered woman that they Careless. don't seem to have been able to hang on to. Yeah, I'm sure she's lovely to work for, though. Oh, yeah. I'd love to work for her. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Kevin, who's your first nomination? Uh, it is the Chief Constable of Bristol and Somerset, Andy Marsh. Oh, yeah, he's had a who, great week. about a year ago uh, almost encouraged his officers mm. uh, to take the knee as demonstrators pulled down that... Fa that uh, <laughs> Uh, statue yes. of Edward Colston, the uh, well-known William Colston, uh, William Colston, the yeah. uh, well-known old-school slave trader from Bristol from 300 years ago. So they pulled down that statue. His officers, his actual officers, took the knee yeah. to the Black Lives Matter demonstration. Well, remember them watching them doing it as well. Yeah. And as well, they yeah, as they dragged yeah. it to the harbour and chucked yeah. it in. So in other words, this is the chief constable that stood by and basically encouraged his officers to encourage law breaking yeah. just say it's fine as long as there's a connection to the slave trade well uh, Andy you reap what you sow and what happened on Sunday night in uh, Bristol uh, was in my view as a direct result from your ridiculous suggestion that it's okay for demonstrators to destroy public property so you can't one year ago get your officers to bow down and kneel to the demonstrators who are destroying public property and then moan when they come back a year later and set fire to all your police cars and attack your officers uh, because you've set the trend in motion so it's Andy Marsh because he is classic of these chief constables who are now, so many of them, are nothing more than the military wing of the Wokarati, the lefties, you know. So it is time for people like Andy Marsh to get a grip and stop allowing demonstrators to destroy public property because if you do that, in the end, they'll come and they'll do kill the bill demonstrations and attack you. Yeah, but it's you know what's interesting obvious. is the mayor of Bristol, who's yeah. also incredibly left-wing, because Bristol is one of these cities, right, which is apparently going to outlaw all diesel vehicles uh, by this end of this year, supposedly, which is a bit of an unfortunate state mm. of affairs given that they've just bought a whole load of diesel vehicles for the council. Uh, they didn't think about that before they did that. Um, but he's very, very woke, this uh, this guy, and he was very much in favour of the statue being torn he down. Was. So much so that he also 
also said at one point, I think, that he used to be offended every time he walked past it. Mm. And but people he, are going, but right, load OK. Of but you know what he also said? Rubbish. Today, they're looking for 500 of these extremist yeah. mm-hmm. thugs, anarchists, yeah. you know, anti-globalists, whatever you want to call them, mask-wearing idiots. Um, and he's claiming that these are people that have come from outside yeah. Bristol to cause trouble. Well, really? Yeah, how is it then? It how the is it then that the two biggest, two of the biggest yeah. things that have happened that have been anti-police yeah. and have been anti the sort of you know uh, any sort of government and, and, and uh, regulations have been in Bristol? Yeah. How has that been the case? Yeah, and, and when, and when uh, they pulled down the uh, William Coulson statue, uh, they're all from Bristol, were they? I doubt it. I no. very much doubt it. This guy, Andy Marsh. What happened on Sunday night uh, is arguably his fault. Uh, What the police should have in terms of committing crimes, and I include in that the destruction of public property, the vandalism of pulling down statues, what they should have in all circumstances, because this is what it means to be a copper, is a zero-tolerance policy when it comes to breaking the law. Uh, And you certainly do not get your officers to get on their knees and bow and scrape mm. and, you know, take the knee to these demonstrators who are destroying public property. It's your fault, Marsh. Yep, they I'm afraid so. They certainly had a zero-tolerance attitude on Clapham Common when there's a group of women standing around yeah. crying, holding candles, if I remember they rightly. They did so. But, I mean, of course, everybody gives a different version of events. But what there can be no doubt about is that these people who were attacking the police station were not previously peaceful demonstrators no. who had been somehow yeah. driven insane Mindless by the, thugs. You know, the hard-right yeah. police uh-huh. officers who yeah. had been hitting them with yeah. truncheons. That wasn't mm-hmm. the case. Mm-hmm. Now, you might wonder why the police in this country are in such a bad state. I can give you a clue about that. Go it's on. not just because the police... Uh, chiefs are not very smart. The policing minister, right, is a bloke by the name of Kit Malthouse, mm. which apart from having the worst name in the government, <coughs> because it's such a ridiculous That's a lot name. of competition. Yeah, I mean, DIY Kit Malthouse would be a better name. He was uh, into um, visiting the Home Office, which is obviously where he works, where he has an office. Now, as a result of having to do that, uh, he was uh, decided it would be a good idea to take a COVID test to make sure oh, that as he went brilliant. into the office, so he wasn't going to you know, bring any COVID in, because obviously quite a few civil servants working there, they don't have to send them all home to self-isolate, right? Now, he took his test on his way home from work on Monday, um, but then he went into the Home Office without waiting to get the result yeah. of the so test, right? What's the point? And of course, guess what happened when he did get the result <coughs> of the test? It turned he out to be positive. positive. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the government's so, well-known policy of test and then forget all about yeah. it. Test and then ignore it. Provided you're in government. Test and, forget test and don't trace. Yeah. Test, yeah. test. Take yeah. the test. Don't worry about yeah, it. No, let's carry on. Yeah. Well, it's the taking part that's important. Yeah. You know, oh, so, yeah. you know, don't worry about the result, right? But this is the same bloke, right, that, that said just a few weeks earlier, it's impossible that nobody knows what to do when it comes to the coronavirus rules Ooh, and regulations. Ouch. Only an idiot would not know how to proceed. Mm. It seems to me there's an awful lot of people in Westminster who don't know what they're doing. Well, that's Keir, Starmer. Keir Starmer has now been self-isolated, I think, three times separately because <laughs> he keeps running into people with COVID. <laughs> Boris Johnson well, twice, isn't it? So, twice, twice had to self-isolate 14 days, even though he's already had it, there's nothing wrong with him. I mean, these people are complete morons, it seems the to me. The point is, though, I quite like them to carry on self-isolating, just like for a long, well, long time. Well, here's the result uh, of old Kit's trip through the Home Office, because apparently he man- managed to find as many people as possible to mix with, right? He had to, the two separate teams of people, which I think counts about 14, had to self-isolate his office. <laughs> 
has had to be deep cleaned, right? And air vents have had to be changed. So, I mean, while it is oh, funny, this sake. is costing us a fortune. It's taxpayers' money. It's taxpayers At the end of the day, money. on a serious note, it is taxpayers' money. I mean, what a complete and utter idiot. Now, this comes on top of uh, Robert Jenrick, right, who was quizzed over a visit he made to his parents' home. And, of course, Margaret Ferrier, the former SNP MP, who had COVID, tested positive, and decided it would be a great idea to not only go to the House of Commons, mm -hmm. but to also go to a gym and get on a train and to get Scotland. And on a train and sit on a train for you know, These are the hours. same people who tell us week in, week out, well, everybody knows you should obey the COVID rules. Really? Kit Malthouse, you are a massive plank. Uh, you're number two. I totally agree, absolutely. It's going to be difficult to beat that one as well, but I am actually going to head sort of back down to Bristol, oh, yeah. if that's okay, because it was pretty... Bristol, as they call it locally. Um, and, but this is the Labour MP, Nadia Whittome, oh, yes. um, who is from Nottingham East. She is the youngest um, MP in Parliament. She's 24 years old. Oh, is she? So I'm just excusing the fact she might be a little bit naive. Yeah. Any case, she was quizzed on the violence, mindless thuggery, of uh, um, what happened in Bristol and she refused to condemn it. When she was asked, surely you have to condemn what happened she goes, well I'm wishing everyone who's been hurt a speedy recovery but I'm not going to condemn protesters until we know what exactly happened. Love, mm. what exactly happened right. was a group of violent thugs tried to sit van to a police van police with van men with and women in sitting in inside it. Yes. it. That is attempted murder. I, mean, I don't care how provoking Stupid. you think the police are. You don't try and kill Look, them absolutely. in a van. <clears throat> you know, well, I've got to get your circumstances because one of them said, told me to move on. So I decided to set fire to him. I mean, really? But it's, it's, the irony of that, that demonstration was that what they were officially uh, demonstrating against uh, was the suppression of their right to peacefully, peacefully protest. Peacefully protest. Yeah, well, you're, you're just demonstrating exactly why you shouldn't be allowed to peacefully protest because you're clearly incapable yes. of doing it peacefully. I know. Well, she, she didn't want to see any violence um, against anybody. Yes. But, you know, that but was... But, you know, this is I where Labour, though, Labour fall down because before that protest actually happened, and I, ex and I ex accept that for a large portion of the day in Bristol it was peaceful, but an awful lot of Labour MPs were shouting, kill the bill, in various different parts of the country. And I know that that's about the bill. Is it about the bill? Or because yeah, you can interpret me, it two ways, can't but you? You're not, you're not going to yeah. say that people aren't thinking that as no, well No, of course. You're not, not going to tell me that they haven't done it that way deliberately no, because quite. it sounds like you're also killing the cops, yep. you know. But also, momentum, we're encouraging the, yep. the protest. Mm -hmm. You know, people on the left have been very much behind not voting. No Labour MP voted for the bill, right? And also, Keir Starmer, up until, I haven't checked today, but up until pretty late yesterday, had not tweeted about Bristol at all. Hadn't bothered. Yeah, that's, Captain that's, Hindsight. That's Keir, Keir Starmer's approach to life, isn't it? Yeah. Never just, say or do I'm anything right. just about anything. Right. <coughs> just sort of sit there quietly. In case sit you know. on the fence until Boris does something and then go, I would have done that, yeah, but should, bigger I, I, and better. Yeah, I, I thought, what a that, joke, I thought of that already. What a joke, though, that, that Boris Johnson uh, puts before, or the government, if you like, puts before Parliament this extension of their unnecessary COVID powers. Mm. Uh, and there is a fear in, amongst the Cabinet that uh, there could be a really significant rebellion on the part of back uh, backbench Tory MPs, yeah. but they don't 
care about that. They don't have to worry about that because Labour will 100% support yeah. them. I mean, what does Starmer think he's mm. doing? What a weird idea of opposition to agree and support everything the government does. It's right. weird. It really is. You know, the weird thing is, I think we'd have actually been better off if Labour had been in power and the Conservatives in opposition because then the Conservatives would at least be going, yeah, absolutely, you're dictating. I can see your and, point. Uh, yeah. But I'm kind of pleased been, that's not the case. Though, no, I'm sort of pleased it's not the case, but I mean, they would at least be in opposition and say, no, no, you can't lock people up. People have their rights. So they might have actually... But you're forgetting one crucial aspect of your argument here. If that was the case, right, it wouldn't have been Starmer in charge. It would have been Jerry Corbyn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. No, there is that. So Starmer would be bad. Yeah, no, that's true. God, he's useless, isn't he, yeah, Tom? He absolutely really is. Useless. He is absolutely hopeless. In fact, it's time for him to self-isolate again. I reckon this week you'll probably get nobble himself yeah. uh, and he'll have to go back so. to his like Harry mansion. Yeah, <coughs> Harry and Meghan, he's like Harry and Meghan. We should tell the viewers that uh, Keir is always sort of there in principle in the planks of the week. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he, he, he figured very high in plank of the year. He was up there yeah. in the top oh, ten, uh, I think. He's almost bound to be there again. To, for, to absolutely. be a contender there. Right, so your second nominee... Uh, it is. Uh, forgot who it is now. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you should have notes. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, it's, notes. it's, it's <laughs> can I borrow them? Oh, no, it's no. Two, no, there's that 4,000 pages on yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, okay. My, it, it is James Hamilton, the QC, oh, yes. that was specifically hired by Nicola Sturgeon to investigate uh, allegations that she broke the ministerial code by getting involved in uh, besmirching Alex Salmon's name uh, and misleading the Scottish Parliament. Uh, Neil, uh, Neil, not Neil, James Hamilton yeah. seems to be the only person in the country who, having looked at the situation in Scotland, has concluded that there's absolutely no reason at all to doubt Nicola Sturgeon in this Although, actually, that's not, that's not strictly true, though, because he was actually, I would say, even though you're right to say that he's kind of um, in quotes, he's exonerated her, her, but he hasn't quite exonerated her because what he has said uh, is that some of her information and her statements were incomplete. Well, then, in and he has case, also said that it's really down to the government uh, and the parliament to work out whether or not uh, she broke the ministerial code and lied to the Scottish Parliament. Now she's well, been judged. He actually said that the, she didn't break the ministerial code. So yeah. what you're saying that's a great. So why did he say that? Well, if he's saying what yeah, but my saying? point is, is that he's kind of trying to say that you know he doesn't think she did. But other people might. The, the Scottish Parliament still officially says that the First Minister misled yep. Parliament and broke the ministerial yes. code. That's what the Parliament yep. says. She brings in this bloke, James Hamilton, and guess what? Uh, he's concluded exactly what she wanted him yeah. to conclude. She's the one who hired him. Well, she gets the, the result she wants. Yeah, if you remember last week, it was leaked out from the. Three card from the, trick. Mm. Yeah, Three card the, it was trick. leaked out from the Parliamentary Committee. That she had been found to have broken, uh, sorry, to have misled Parliament. Yeah. Um, she then said, "Well, let's wait and see what the real report says, rather than talking about leaks. That will come out on Tuesday, as it did today." Yeah. But she also said, "Also, uh, there's a separate investigation going on as to whether or not uh, I broke the ministerial code, because apparently, if you only mislead Parliament by mistake, that doesn't break the ministerial code." And I was saying to someone earlier, "It's only in this business of politics that you can get away with that." I yes. mean, can you imagine saying to? the police when they pull you over for doing 95 miles an hour once they've got the off M1, their knees yeah. and you go well I didn't know I was doing 95 and they go oh well, that's fine then I, well, if, look, uh, if yeah, you didn't know, stupidity. look, if you didn't know you yeah. were doing 95, yeah. then obviously you haven't committed an offence. Yeah. I'll give no, this, uh, in no give, other field. Ignorance of the law is no, no defence in yeah. anything. But you've uh, got to give Nicola Sturgeon, 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 Sturgeon. 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 
Uh, you've got to give her this. I mean, this was a skillful piece of politics. There's going to be a vote of no confidence in her this afternoon. Yes. By the time you see this, it'll probably have fallen down. She'll, because yeah, she will get, get away Because the Green, I mean, because the green Party are in cahoots, as we mm. say in Scotland, with the SNP. And you can't get anything through. No. It's a bit like trying to get something passed against Boris Johnson. Yeah. You wouldn't get it done. Mm. But it is pretty remarkable, I think, that um, that you can be uh, you can be described as having misled Parliament by not telling them the truth, yeah. Yeah. which is effectively what it is, yeah. and yet face no punishment. Yeah. And then, and then How does that work? the QC and says, no, 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 that doesn't break the ministerial yeah. code. Well, what does this? Yeah, what exactly. Does this? You know, and as you said, Kev, she's not a stupid woman. No, 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 it's a I mean, skillful she's bit very, of politics. Very, she's very a solicitor. Skillful politician. She is a solicitor, but it's a bit like when you put lawyers into these roles, right? They become lawyers eventually. I mean, yes. Bill Clinton was trained as a lawyer. And his most, I think, finest hour of twisting of the, of the English language was when they asked him about uh, why he lied about having sexual relations oh, Monica. with Monica Lewinsky, that woman. And he said, well, at the time, I didn't think I was lying. Yeah. And you go, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, right. OK, so when you were asked um, by your wife whether you'd been out having sex with someone and you said no, but that was a lie, you didn't think but it was a lie. Didn't think you it thought was a it lie. was the truth at the time. I mean, that was classically brilliant yeah. from a lawyer. Yeah. Complete I still can't utter, understand Complete and utter twisting of the truth. Yeah. It's just extraordinary. Well, she's got away with it. And, I mean, you know what a lot of other people say, though, who are critical of what we say about Nicola Sturgeon, and we should give them a bit of a voice. They say, well, what about Priti Patel? Wasn't she found guilty of breaking the ministerial code by bullying somebody? And you go, well, not really, because it wasn't... I mean, the fact that they paid out to that civil servant, really which, I, I really, yeah. which I really wish they hadn't hmm. done, because that's also our money. Yeah, right? yeah. Because there was never a case. There was the evidence was never heard. Yeah. Right. We don't really know whether it's money to shut him up, or whether it's money no. that would have had to be paid out, and therefore we don't really know whether she's admitted to breaking the ministerial code in any meaningful way. Just, just it doesn't mean anything. But I do Does think. But I, no. do, I, I would return to James Hamilton, who seems to be the only person in the country that has looked at. Nicola Sturgeon's behaviour over the Alex Salmond affair and concluded that she's done absolutely nothing wrong. <laughs> to, be, extraordinary. to be fair, there was one other man, uh, her husband. No, yeah. well, no, no, not true. He said, I, don't, I remember that meeting. At one point, I suspect... Yeah, but he didn't know what it was about, though. In the yeah, marital home, I mean, yeah, not but, yeah, but he, yeah. he remembered the he meeting. He doubts it as well. He remembered the meeting after somebody told him about it. Yes, yeah. exactly. He didn't remember so it until it's like, yeah. he, he has reminded. contradicted his wife's story as well. So well, he, he's been a, the husband He's has. been accused of lying to the committee. Yeah. But I he's know. fine as well. He's still in charge of the SNP. It's all very weird. Anyway, I think Hamilton's a good addition. So Sturgeon stays off the list this week, then. Well, yeah, but by association, she's sort of there. Yeah. But she's sort of going to be always there, isn't she? She's got to lead the country through the pandemic. Badly! <laughs> <laughs> right, oh I'm going to go back to one of our old European allies for my uh, second nomination. It is my Lord Andrew Adonis. Oh, right? I love him! A man who, um, I have to say, I, I don't really wish to, to say that I've got a kind of a slightly reluctant admiration for him, but he is incredibly single-minded and completely and utterly uh, able to take all sorts of slings and arrows that are fired Nice chap, I think. Well, I think he's a bit odd, actually. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, he's a bit strange. He turned up once when I was in uh, Westminster in the tent wearing European Union socks, right? He was <laughs> wearing else? blue socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. I mean, to be honest, uh, if he had been wearing nothing else, I'd just still be looking at the socks. <laughs> they were, like, blue with the yellow star on. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Like, well, that doesn't surprise I me. Mean, I mean, you probably had lots of shorts. He? he is a fanatic, Absolute right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He actually put a tweet out earlier this week where he had a picture of the flag, the European, the EU flag. I love this flag, was the tweet. That was his tweet. <laughs> 
great. And he goes, and he goes well, on flag, shows, right? Flags have been a thing, to they be have, fair we'll to get, him. We'll get to they that in, my, in my, next, uh, my next nomination. But, you know, he's, he's kind of almost mesmerically obsessed yeah, I know with, with the whole thing. But my favourite tweet of his, and this is why I put him down as Plank of the Week, uh, he sent this one out, uh, I think it was on Sunday <laughs> or Saturday. It is becoming clearer and clearer that it's only a matter of time before Brexit is reversed. <laughs> Yeah, well, but I think the right. vaccine rollout has sealed it. Well, we I mean, that's it. really, yeah. Exactly. yeah absolutely. We can't most... wait to rejoin. But, I mean, he sent this out at 9.25. I don't even know whether he drinks. In the morning? Yeah. So, he clearly wasn't... What um, was he having for breakfast? Under the, maybe was he doing some a Orlando Blue? Had he earned Brain his breakfast? Had he, earned his breakfast he probably had earned it. But, I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because there is absolutely no evidence that Brexit will be reversed. There is no suggestion Definitely that not if they now. had a second referendum now, it would actually be more people. The landslide who to leave. Yeah. Vaccines, oh, like a 90% people want to leave. But he's completely deluded. And yet, he sits in the House of Lords, another one that's, that's yeah. taking money on the public yeah. purse. Yeah. What's he for? Yeah, he did take what part in one for? election for the uh, uh, Euro yeah, elections, he did. He and lost. he lost. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one yeah. loses yeah. those yeah, elections. Yeah, but nobody loses under proportional representation. Everybody gets in. He didn't manage to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He the only election he like, ever tried. It was yeah. a disaster. He lost in <laughs> Cornwall or somewhere like that. Didn't yeah. It's absolutely incredible. But, I mean, he, he's been on it a few times before, but now he's so irrelevant that it's it's, it's even what, more ridiculous. What, what is the thought process? Get, was it Saturday morning? Saturday morning. When you get up on a Saturday morning... And you put that out as a tweet. What are you thinking, reading, eating, drinking? I don't understand. I know. It. Well, maybe it's true because remember when we always talk about Brexit all the time, that the people who want to remain in the EU only know people who want to remain in the EU. That's true. I remember Rod Little saying to me once, um, his wife, on the day after the referendum, and it was clear that, that, that Leave had won, his wife went to, to take her kid to school. And they live in some nice sort of heartland of, you know, the home counties. Mm, of course, yeah. Kent. Uh, Kent, yeah. And, um, oh, that's not then, is she, it? Really? Well, it depends which bit, I suppose. <laughs> she, uh, she, well, you don't have to say where he lives. I mean, you don't have to put that out. You can give his address. And the address of mobile is. <laughs> Here's the car they drive. Anyway, so he said, uh, yeah, she came back from dropping the kid at school. And she said, you know, nobody can understand it. That school gates, all the mums are going, but we don't know anybody that voted for Brexit. And, of course, they didn't. No, because they're because all, all yeah, middle class, yeah, yeah, champagne yeah. socialist types. And they've never met anyone who has a different view of the world. And no. he's clearly like that, except he has met people who've got a different view of the well, world because he's always arguing on the radio. I find it astonishing. Yeah, it's, just, it's a fixation. I mean, a lot of those people, it's the Dominic Greaves syndrome, isn't it? The AC Grayling yeah. syndrome. These people were literally turned insane mm. by the Brexit. They debate. were. They couldn't believe. They were so used to always getting their way mm. the yeah. kind of left-leaning liberal yeah. establishment. We can manipulate the population. And many of them the are population. very well off, by the way. They'll do what we're told. Yeah, yeah. But they and are, when we did, they? When we didn't, they unraveled mm. and they've all gone insane and they've all ruined their lives. <laughs> well, look at that guy, Philip Pullman, you know, the bloke from My Dark Materials, yeah. right? He put out a tweet the other yeah. day saying, this country is just getting worse and worse. I can't stand it. Yeah, it's with like, your plays. Really? Well, yeah. if you, you hate it that much, you've got enough money to go and buy a private island Bugger in the South then. Seas. You could go and buy a private island in the Caribbean, oh. or you could probably go and buy a nice chateau in the south of France with all the money you've made from the British people who have supported well, not only your books, but your bleeding BBC TV series. Yeah, it's just a What's wrong with you? It's just the condescending, patronising attitude they have to yeah. people that don't agree yeah. with them. Yeah. You're all thick, you're all racist, you don't deserve to even have a vote on anything ever again. Do you know there are people really who actually that. believe that you should only be allowed to have a vote if you've passed some kind of intelligence test or uh, you can prove... <laughs> That's me you, out. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> a lot of people out. Out, yeah. <laughs> But no, there is actually, there's a name for it, I can't remember what it is, but there's a name for these people and they are so smug and so kind of self-righteous. Smug gits? Uh, smug gits, but... 
Um, what I think has annoyed them more than anything, and you've, you've touched on this, but I think it's this specifically, they cannot believe that people that they regard as inferior to them yeah. have won. Yeah. That's what they yeah. can't stand. The power of the people is no, the But they can't Trump. stand it. No, but they think, because they think they're so much cleverer than everybody mm. else, they can't stand yeah. it. Yeah. They, they see it and as all, the bloke that brings the food deliveries and the Amazon trucks. Yeah, yeah. They but see it as them running their life. It it's because, and they can't handle it. Because uh, Cameron was the inheritor of the Blair years. Blair and his mob did very, very successfully manipulate the population to do exactly what they want. Everything they ever wanted, they got. Yeah. They kept winning elections, they kept getting everything that they wanted through Parliament, yeah. and therefore the people had to go along for the rise. Cameron inherited that ethos, and he thought he could get away with it as well. Come the uh, Brexit referendum, he discovered that actually there's a breaking point for the people, and yeah. uh, just as in America, uh, it happened here. We have turned around, or the people of Britain have turned around to these people who think they're born to rule and said, no, 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 uh, you're not going to do this to us. And people like Adonis and A.C. Grayling, uh, Dominic Greaves, they cannot take it that the, pa the people have the power and they no longer have mm. it. I know. It mm. is unbelievable. Mm. So... Uh, we need your third nominee, Dawn. Third nominee, right, OK. I'm going to, um, yeah, talking of being thick, I'm going to nominate university. Very good. Because I never went to one, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Big <Well>, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> He's Sorry. being very rude lately. <laughs> terribly rude, he is. isn't he? I think I might nominate Kevin next week. Do you know, week. since he's got this breakfast show, right, he's starting yeah, to get a bit, really more aggressive, energy, yeah. a bit more aggressive. You yeah, know. Yeah. It's because I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Exactly right. Right, okay, any case, this is going to be the University of Loughborough. Yes. Which I had to look up how to pronounce, obviously. Well, do you know, it's like Loughborough is a place that Lowborough, I've never Loughborough. been to, but do you know what I've always known about Loughborough mm. is that it used to be known for a sporting university. It was, it was where all it the was, athletes Yeah, it was yeah, where yeah. all the, if it you was. wanted to be an Olympic I think it's champion, still like that, isn't it? It is, it's got I, a I very, think so. it's a very good sporting science degree. Yes. In any case, this chap's nothing to do with that. Good. Um, this is a, a Dr. Benoit <laughs> Sobnak. Who Binoy. Was, <laughs> Sobnak. Binoy Sobnak. Okay. Guess his name. Um, who was a university lecturer there, and he has recently just won um, an unfair dismissal claim um, because uh, he he was sacked because he used excessive punctuation. Excessive. Excessive punctuation. What do you mean? That's that enough mean? commas. He actually, uh, yeah, was unfairly what, sacked. Incorrectly for, or correct? For, for using too many question marks. You know, like when you do sort of like, you know, ask a question like, yeah. Kevin, do you like golf? Yeah. Question mark, question mark, question oh, mark. Oh, and if you put a load of question marks, I thoroughly approve of him getting sacked. That's aggressive. I hate that. Aggressive punctuation. Well, do you know, there are people who say they don't like more than one exclamation mark. Because Donald Trump used to do it all the time yeah. on his Twitter account. But and it drives not, some people it's insane. It's grammatically correct. Seriously. Well, I think you it's can use as many. punctuation howler. Surely you can use oh, as many exclamation marks as you want. Seriously, if you're triggered by an extra exclamation mark, what sort of person yeah, are you? Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, Also, you, know. you use more than one exclamation mark. This has turned into another South Bank show. I'd never go out you use more than one exclamation mark, you do it for um, emphasis, right? So if you put three, yeah. it's more than one, isn't yeah. it? It means yeah. more. It means it's, it, but it's, it's incorrect, more. grammatically. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I didn't realise this was an episode of Mastermind. Well, it is, isn't and it? It's, it's like, I'd never go out with a woman who couldn't do punctuation. Properly. Really? No. Right, OK. Oh, no. Blimey, my chances are blown. That's it. <laughs>
Yeah, so I think same. this guy, I'm all for the sacking of this guy. <laughs> he actually, the judge ruled in his favour and he was unfairly sacked. But one of the... Exclamation mark. Yeah, exclamation mark. Exclamation He was unfairly sacked. One of the emails... <laughs> He's, so he's definitely not childish. getting enough sleep. He's One of the emails he sent to a colleague mm. said, "Why don't you listen?" Explanation mark. Explanation mark. <laughs> question mark. Question mark. And <laughs> he she, he's so right that he was fired. Got <laughs> offended. Why is he even sending that? What's wrong with him? <laughs> There's nothing else to do. People are now shouting (laughs) at question marks and exclamation marks and colons and semicolons. And it's wrong. Punctuation is not scary. No. It's not threatening. What about semicolons? How are they with those? Oh, they're a bit iffy. I've never never used those 500 times. I don't use semicolons much, but then I don't really send many messages to people that involve punctuation. Do you? Well, most people don't now because you text people. I use emojis a lot more than question marks. Yeah, me too, yeah. You know? I mean, um, what's your favourite emoji? What's one you use the most? Uh, probably the the winking one. Yeah, me too. Or like the sunglasses the one. one. I yeah. quite like. I quite yeah. like that one. Yeah, I like the crying with laughter one. Careful, shows. Uh But the one I use the most is just that thumbs up one. I do don't you? Say I particularly like yeah. it. It's just the one. I don't really like emojis. Would you ever consider doing two thumbs up? Uh, no, I do three as a rule. Three. So, <laughs> so there you go. That's <laughs> overuse of emojis. I put it to you, Your I'd, Honor. I find that really offensive. I put it to you, Your Honor. I would find that threatening. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. funny though, isn't it, Passive how people get triggered? But there must be more to it. You must have been having a row with this guy. No, they didn't end up people, fighting in the quadrangle. Different people complain. There are people that work in the university, Mike, and we know what they're like. They get upset at the least little thing. Jesus Christ! Like did he win people. any? Did he win any money? Yes, he did. <laughs> exclamation mark! Exclamation his, mark! Ex- he won fifteen thousand pounds. Dismissal. Full stop. Full stop. Full stop. Full stop. <laughs> dot dot dot. What about dot 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 dot? People give me sometimes like do that. Ellipsis. Now I sometimes do that, right? And people have a real go at me if it's more than three. It has to be three. Why? Yeah, because that's ellipsis. Well, why can't it be five? Well, because that's not an ellipsis. Even Colleen well, Rooney well, knows that. Three, well, what three if dots. I want it to be two ellipses? Then it's six. That's not an ellipsis. What's well, a two ellipsis? It's, no, it has to be three it dots. It has to be three. Why? Because that's punctuation. No, I don't agree. Well, no, no, it's a... F- <laughs> 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 it's a rule. Yeah, well, rules get broken <laughs> all the time. Broken, I'm sorry. Claire. I didn't realise that you were the grammar police. I, mean, I am like, the grammar police. I've always been the I'm grammar police. I'm all for correcting police. people's spelling. I will always correct people on Twitter if they spell you're wrong. Oh, right? God, that's really annoying. I'm aware. What? That's punctuation, that? basically. Well, that's I, I sometimes give people the benefit of the doubt because sometimes it means that they've just had it also corrected <laughs> the wrong way. So just for to, usually it, to add... Me, it uh, depends on whether they agree with me yeah, or not. Yeah. <laughs> They agree with me, I, I let them off. To add a little bit of extra sort of interest, I sometimes put a couple of extra exclamation marks on the end. <laughs> I'm going to fired. Get out. P45. P45. Oh, so is this the University of Loughborough you nominated? Yeah, yeah. Well, we got <laughs> there in the end. Absolutely brilliant. Exclamation mark. Can we get mark? a plank of the week exclamation mark? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody knows what we do. That is funny. That is that great. Right, so your third one, Kevin. Uh, it is Jed Mercurio, the writer of Line of Duty, oh, a yes. series which I think for three years has been busy falling off a cliff it wasn't very good three years ago what certainly was pretty bad last year and the year before uh, we've arrived at series six with the whole nation frothing with excitement primed to love this no. first episode I, missed, I did watch it I have uh, to say and, and uh, it was utter rubbish uh, I'm just going to give you a little bit of, uh, of the dazzling dialogue from uh, J- uh, Jed here we go uh, 
It is. Uh, Intel has graded the Info 1A on the Matrix. 5-3. Mike India, 2-0. State 5. Snapped another. You know, the super conflab Intel Surveillance Authority. We've got a, It is absolute what? nonsense. Gobbledygook. What? So what, it, what you've got, Jeb Mercurio, the whole idea of uh, Lion of Juicy, which, as, as I say, I think for two or three series was excellent. It's been pretty successful. Excellent. But the last couple of series weren't very good. This one is shaping up to be abysmal. Uh, and it's written by uh, Jeb Mercurio, who basically wants us to believe that all coppers are corrupt. And and, uh, of course, that they are jargon-spouting morons. Uh, that's what this is all about. It is about the denigration of the police force by a lefty, by a lefty dramatist. Uh, the point is, he's very good. Uh, he has been very good at writing uh, Line of Duty, but it has now fallen off a cliff. Sunday night's episode was absolute dross. But it's is this not drama that is not much cop? But is this not the problem, though, with the BBC in particular, but also generally television, um, where they just they find somebody and they decide that everything they do is brilliant. Yeah. And everything oh, they yeah. do from that point on has yeah. to be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they yeah. sort of they lose no they yeah. lose the ability mm-hmm. to go. Do you know what, Jed? Actually, this isn't very good. Can you make it a bit more like yeah. the first one? I've got some good info for Jed as well. Yeah. It is possible in today's police force for mm. men to achieve senior ranks yes. and senior positions. Well, you're going Bristol. In line of duty, uh, all the senior officers, all the superintendents, they're all like three foot tall women with little voices. Yes. You know, the men aren't getting anywhere. I mean, there is a bit of that. And, and Ke- Kelly MacDonald, who's the new police chief, I mean, she's a great actress, but she is sorely miscast. Is she new from the last No, no, show no, then? she's in, in from nowhere, this series. Because she, I watched She's it. badly miscast. Yeah. She does, she's absolutely implausible and unconvincing as a copper. Vicky McClure's good in it. She, 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 I like her. She's yeah, good. She's good. Yeah. I, like I mean, her. I have to say, I, never I mean, watched it. I think. I mean, You're Kevin, being a, a, a TV critic for many years, knows more about all this stuff than I do. Yeah. I mean, I watched it partly because I suppose I quite liked the previous series, um, but I did find it a bit confusing, and I did find yeah, it a I'm bit kind not, of. You know, I'm just I mean, not. I don't know. Even there's bother. a scene in it where. Uh, the coppers are all going down to arrest someone else, and mm. she and Kelly McDonald sees out of the corner of her brilliant eye a van uh, parked down a side street, not for parked very well. Mm. Stop! This is obviously an armed robbery, <laughs> and it, guess what? It was. It was an armed just robbery. because a van wasn't parked very well. This yep. is ludicrous. Well, she's obviously got a nose for crime. Vic- it's a woman's intuition. Vicky McClure's character, a couple of series ago, uh, to conclude the, uh, a dramatic, not a bad series. Uh, it was concluded when uh, she laid suddenly lay down with a rifle and shot someone from a range of about oh. a mile and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. We had no idea that she could shoot before. No. Ordinary sergeant well, in the police force is a marksman I mean, from a mile and a half. As my father half. used to say, though, um, you are supposed to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, you're not that much. It's drama. It's, it's not real life. Drama. It's like it's the not, crown, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it it's is. not real. Well, I mean, the crown is slightly it's different. It's not like the crown. The, the crown is, is like history. Crown. This is made no, up. This is completely made up. It's not... No, I feel differently about that because I believe if you're doing a docudrama, which is what The Crown is, about real-life events, you can't just start making stuff up and going, well, you can't believe that bit, but you can believe this bit because this bit didn't happen. Well, no, Megan doesn't seem to be doing a bad job. Well, I mean, she's rewriting history as we speak. <laughs> exactly. You know, she'll probably put out a new ver- The Crown, new Redux or whatever they yeah, call yeah, it. You yeah. know. Crown, yeah. the Megan version. Yeah, the Megan the Megan years. Yeah, the yeah. Megan years. It'll be my I'll crown. What, I'll It'll be my mean, crown. They make a series she's in, she'll sue. 
They'll probably well, get pay a bucket load. Well, she'll she? sue. She they'll sues everyone. Pay her, won't they pay a bucket load to be in the next yeah. series? Yeah, probably. They'll play, each, they'll play themselves. Well, they'll give her an audition, but to actually pass it, she's a lousy actor. <laughs> yeah, and they'll get Orlando Bloom to play Harry, won't they, I think? Yeah, probably, yeah. Mm. I can see all that happening. But, uh, <laughs> but what else has Mercurio done? Because he does seem to have this kind of... The man um, rings a bell. He has this sort of status of, of an untouchable genius. You know, you'd think he was Albert Einstein, the way that people well, talk about he him. came along and proved himself to be... But what else has he done? Uh, I'm trying to think. Did he not do Bodyguard as well? Do you remember that one? No, I don't think I'm he I'm sure did he that. did. You know that one where the yeah, woman fell in love Keely with the Scottish... Keely Hawes falls in love with yeah. the Scottish bodyguard. I, I think maybe you're right. She gets blown up. I yeah. think he wrote that. Yeah. Because that, that was, was what that the big was, fuss that, was about. That was OK. It was but it was right. also slightly kind of... It was a bit um, implausible. Off, a bit um, implausible, yeah. yeah. Where a minister of the realm starts having sex with a cop, with yeah. a protection cop. Yeah. Also, most ministers of the realm don't look like Keely Hawks, no. do they? Oh, she's lovely. I love she Keely Hawks. She'll watch her in anything. But, I mean, that was quite a good show. And I think uh, the other thing you have to think about is that there's not a lot out there. I mean, if you're an ordinary individual looking for something to watch on television on a Sunday night, you know, what else are you going to look at? Unforgotten. Unforgotten? Oh, it's brilliant. It's on a Monday night. Is it? Yeah, don't is care that, what there, night it's on, it's brilliant. Is there a new one? Yeah. Is there oh, a new one? I've seen oh, old it's ones. Really that's good. a police thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but it's it's, 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 it's well. offences. It's a bit it's, it's a bit woke. It's all right, I, I think I've watched a bit of that on Netflix and I don't think I liked it. I think is that it's the one okay. is one of the guys like really old or something in it? No. There's a woman in it. Yeah. I'm sure well, I've seen the it. The woman's in charge. Nicola Walker. Yeah. Nicola Walker. Sanji Basker. Oh yes, that's it. Yes, yes, I know the one. It's good, it's about historical. But isn't it exactly the same as that show that's It's about cold cases. I like cold cases. But it's like the other show that they used to do on the BBC like that. What was that called? The one with old um, uh, Trevor Eve. Tricks. No, no. That was Tre- about no. cold cases. Well, Trevor Eve, I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Shoestring. Waking the Dead. Not Shoestring. Waking, Waking the, the Dead. dead. Waking the Dead, well, yeah. Well, like Waking that. the Dead was about, was about sort of supernatural. It was about old... Ca- no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. It was about old... It was about cold cases. It was supposed to be the TV critic. Yeah, it's about someone that gets murdered a few years later. Yeah, or some of them were a couple of hundred years older than the time. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about TV cop shows, I suppose. Yeah, but Jeb Mercurio, uh, for thumbs we, down from for, you, for conning the nation into thinking that we've got an exciting series of Line of Duty, but delivering a load of old jargon-ridden, so the boring it, rubbish. I fell asleep halfway through. So the bottom line, well, I did. Wake you, up you were up in the morning. But weren't you up in the morning doing a breakfast show? Well, yes. Yeah, so not surprised. Well, that. Somebody said that on Twitter. I said, "I fell asleep in the middle." He said, "Well, you're up at four thirty. It's not surprising." But, uh, but I did rewind and watch it again. But isn't that the other weird thing? That part of the problem now is it's quite difficult to kind of arrange your life around a television show. Mostly we used to do that all the time. But now, if I'm going on a Sunday night, yeah. actually, you know what? I've actually, I'm going to speak to somebody on the phone. Normally I quite often talk to my sister on a Sunday night uh, or somebody else rings me or I'm doing stuff with work or I'm reading something. I don't want to stop what I'm doing just because somebody on television says, oh, there's a show on there mm. when I can watch it any time. Mm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, not, well, point, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I could sustain waiting a week for the next one either. Well, this is the problem. You're getting, you're, this is the thing I've got with the Unforgotten Hour is because you've got to wait a week for it. Unlike yeah. you know, well, binge watching a, brick, brick a box, box set. Go on a brick box. You watch the whole. Yeah, but you have to pay yeah, for that. But, yeah. So the, the whole series. Yeah, but you have to pay for brick box. Yeah, five quid. To, you have to. You have to repay for BBC programs that are on. Right. That you've already paid for. In any case, I'm just going to. That's why brick box isn't working. Right. No, I'm just going to give a shout out to the one on Netflix, which is really, really good. The one. The one. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. What's that? It's um. It's why has this turned Hi into a, now a TV show? <laughs> a TV critique. I see what I saw actually. This is we're doing this. White House Farm, very good. Oh, is that Which good? Is that the, Jeremy Bamber case. Jeremy Bamber yeah, case, no, really good. Very well yeah. done. 
Very well done. Okay, now, finally, uh, we're still on subject of the BBC, fun enough, because I'm going to nominate well, the see, BBC. We knew you were doing that, so we seamlessly flowed into exactly TV right. for you. Exactly right. So the BBC, um, you might remember last week, um, were in trouble, as usual, for being smug, for being anti-British, and for being a little bit sort of, you know, what I would regard as six-former-ish. When uh, no, Naga Manchetti, Naga Manchetti, and Charlie State, Charlie State, I have watched Charlie State now for many a year, and he is about as wooden as anyone I've ever seen in front of a camera. He's, he's the least he's famous com- man yeah, on television. He's completely wooden, right? He can walk anywhere. And no so the idea that he tries to make a joke is ridiculous. It is right, absolutely. It's like bother. one of the sub-editors trying yeah. to make a joke. Oh, you know? right, okay. So they were interviewing Robert Jenrick, housing minister. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's this kind of obsession at the moment with, with flags, a got flag. have flags, lots of flags. You know, now, I've seen over the course of the last few days several interviews. Matt Hancock today appears in what looks like a very untidy looking sort of box room with some stuff on shelves, some books, but a lot of papers and no flag. Studio, no flag, right? Old, um, what's her name? Myreed McGuinness, who's an EU commissioner, she appears on Andrew Miles' show with an EU flag behind her, which didn't look particularly big and was quite limp. You know, it didn't make me think anything of it. Of it. Andrew Miles said nothing at all. But uh, when Robert Jenrick's flag looked what Charlie State thought was a bit small, he started making fun of it. And he said, oh, I think, Minister, that your flag is not regulation size. <laughs> you know, and only at the BBC would anyone think that's funny, right? Now, I don't particularly care... It's just like a flag. ..that, he's, like... that he's making comments about... Yeah. You know, I'm not one of those people uh, who is described variously as a flag, you know, something or other on uh, Twitter. I'm not. But you think, I don't think it's the job of a BBC interviewer on a serious interview with a Minister of the Crown to make fun of the size of his flag. And then <laughs> Naga Manchetti, much to uh, everybody else's chagrin, starts kind of giggling along like a schoolgirl. And then she makes some comment about, oh, he's probably got a picture of the Queen as well. And people hate that. This is why, and the, this is, the reason I'm putting the BBC in for this is because people don't like it. And well, the BBC, we're paying for it, the BBC, aren't we? yeah, one, the well, one, we're, one we're, we're paying, paying their salaries, it. which are pretty handsome. I mean, I'm pretty sure Naga Manchetti and Charlie State between them are not far off half a million quid a year, right? Together. Oh, easily. They easy. might even be, might them, even be yeah, more. No, absolutely. They're not particularly good at their jobs. They're not particularly um, interesting. They don't re- present a show which is in any way particularly good. Instead, though, they think it's their place uh, to kind of mock Britain. And unfortunately, I know people think that might be a bit harsh on them. But that's kind of what they were doing. They're sort of mocking things that an awful lot of ordinary people in this country hold very dear, which is the Queen, for one thing, and the flag. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's one thing to sort of have it, I don't know, if you're interviewing a comedian or if you're interviewing an actor, I just think it's a bit... um, Low rent, really. A bit childish. Do you know what I mean? And very childish. childish, And also, the sniggering went on for quite a long time. And then, what happened afterwards was Naga Manchetti went on to Twitter and started liking a lot of tweets which were anti-Britain, which were anti-Tory, which were anti-government. Now, she's supposedly, under the new rules of the BBC, not meant to do that. Impartial. And she has to apologise. And so, Charlie State, I think, used to be on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure he's left Twitter now as a result. Because they just got it wrong. And instead of apologising properly, she did one of those apologies where you say, I'm sorry if anybody was offended. Which so is not really which is not an really an apology. You only apology. say that when what what you mean when you say that is that basically you people who are so uselessly stupid yeah. that you were offended by this should be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah. It into what Dawn was saying earlier, doesn't it? What this is, is about is about a contempt for people who voted Brexit. Yeah. For mm. people and that's what I mean. Patriotic, like who, who actually like the flag yeah. and admire Her Majesty yeah. the Queen. It and it's actually not even... It's things. not even that, you know, those of us who were 
I wasn't offended by it. I just thought it was out of kilter with what they should be doing. Mm. You know, I don't really worship the flag. You know, we had some fun with it at the end of last week and we put a huge flag behind me just yeah, to go, yeah, you know. So, yeah, but yeah, people yeah. like that. It's and the point fun. is, it's not, it's not something to have... Some people hold it very dear. And as some people showed pictures on Twitter of, of coffins coming back draped in the flag... British servicemen having been killed abroad, that's what they do. They put the flag over their yeah. coffin and they go, this is not really something to make fun of. And if, and I know that's not what they were doing, no. but that's how people see it. Of also, also you know. it's like Tim David, the new Director General and the powers that be at the BBC, they're issuing these instructions, right, our celebrities, our stars, our presenters, uh, you are no longer allowed to tweet your personal political views. And so Naga Manchetti goes right ahead, defies that, tweets her own views, uh, makes it clear where she stands, and uh, what does Tim Davey and the management do? Absolutely nothing. Right. Absolutely right. nothing. And the next uh, day they're back on. Yeah, they obviously told her, oh, you, you better say sorry for that, so yeah. she put out that tweet yeah. saying... And, this unlike, and unlike those tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that's all they did. So what is the point of the this bold new direction that Tim Davey's supposed to be taking the BBC in uh, if he's not going to have the courage <laughs> of his convictions? Exactly. Take them off the air. Yeah. Well, I would have said, I mean, I'm not interested. People will, oh, I thought you didn't like cancel culture. I'm not interested in cancelling anybody. But I think at the very least, they should have gone, right, you know what? Tomorrow you're not going to be on because we don't think that was a good idea and you need to know that it wasn't a good idea and so we need to re-educate yeah. you yeah. as to what you the British public about what the British public it. expect from you. But the, th the thing is, Twitter is a weird thing, in Naga's defence slightly here, gents, it is a weird thing because, you know, you're scrolling through Twitter and you go, oh, that's funny, I like that, and then you think, mm, but I don't really agree with it but it was funny. Yeah, well, I'm quite careful so, about that, and so should yeah, she be. So you've right? got to be very, very you careful, be. especially if you're in a responsible you position. Have to be. No, I yeah. get that. Like, you have same reason you have to check what the head, the title of the Twitter account yes, is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because no, that can I, be, I always you know, do, yeah. but it is easily done. That's funny. That made me laugh. And then you well, it's not easily it. done when you're on my payroll getting paid six-figure salary. You should know better, done. I tried. Twitter. I tried to get balance. People like Naga Manchetti and Charlie State need to be Twitter literate. Uh, you're, yeah. you know, you're major media figures. You can't yeah. just sloppily go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know oh, what yeah, she that's was funny. doing. She wasn't doing that. It's more virtue signaling. She was uh, supporting people who uh, have contempt for the flag. Yeah. That clearly betrays the And you think people did. like us that work at Talk Radio are bigoted racists who love the flag. Yeah. That's all they've got. You know, these are the kind of people she was defending. And I think that's wrong. So that's why I'm making totally a plank. Agree. BBC, totally you're lucky actually, Naga, that it's not you I've made a plank. I've made the BBC planks for not doing anything about it. So we've reached that point, ladies and gentlemen. Oh we my have God. the nine nominees plus the usual that carryover, Harry and Meghan. So um, I'm going to give you my three. Who's going to choose? <laughs> Who wants to choose them? Um, is it you? Is it your turn, Dawn, or is it Very probably. Kevin's? You have to remind me. I mean, the BBC I've got. I've I got. can't remember. So the BBC, <laughs> uh, Lord Andrew Donis. <laughs> Sitting for getting it. Kit Malthouse. Oh, blimey. It's a good, uh, it's a good list. It's that. a good list, mm. isn't it? Yes. Mm. I am probably... Oh, I don't know, Kev. What do you reckon, mate? Uh, for me, I would... Uh, I'm, I'm struggling with these three. They're all very good. Well, you're now conferring, which is not what we normally do on the... Uh, but it's you're allowed to... You, you keep telling me it's a team I effort. like the BBC. I like the BBC. Do you? Okay. That. He likes the BBC. Well, I dislike the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to go for Kit Morthouse then. Okay then. Why not? So she was just uh, asking you so she could go the other way. Being contrary. Well. Is that with a, an exclamation mark or not? With several five. exclamation marks. Five. Several. You're fired. Five. Five, <laughs> just to annoy you. Okay, so you now tell Kevin what your three are. Right, my three, Kev. Be nice. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Bloom. 
Oh, that's not a good thing. It'd be great um, if you went up to the University of Loughborough and just spray painted an exclamation mark <laughs> after every place they write University of Loughborough. <laughs> Someone will do it and, now. And Labour MP Nadia Whittome. Uh, well, I think that because it's fun and because it was just a classic piece of ludicrous LA airheaded nonsensical stupidity uh, Orlando Bloom for his uh, hey. airhead life in the day I, I think that's I think that's, I think, I think that's yeah, fair that's everybody should read what he yeah. wrote it's, I'm going to go brilliant. well I'm yeah, now going to probably didn't do it justice I'm now going to go and read that because it sounds amazing it's just, oh, it's just yeah. I've, I've got a printed copy I'll it's like a spoof I thought is this a spoof I thought it was a spoof yeah. I just it's thought not it was a like, well, I read, like drop the dead donkey type thing yeah. it's like I mean I read the whole Prince William piece right so by the time I finished that I didn't have any more time I didn't have any more you know, um, data space in my head to read anything else. Uh, right, so Kevin, you tell me your three and I'll choose one. Uh, the first was Andy Marsh. Yes. Uh, the uh, Br uh, Bristol, Bristol and Somerset um, uh, Chief Constable for uh, encouraging his officers to take the knee to Black Lives Matter and then moaning a year later when demonstrators don't respect the authority of the police. Uh, that was... Uh, your fault, Andy. Uh, my, I'm trying to remember my second one. What you've got, uh, I can tell you, you've got James Alexander. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, the no, Scottish no, QC. then my second is James Hamilton. James Hamilton, The QC sorry. hired uh, to conduct a thoroughly independent inquiry uh, that came to a very different conclusion about whether or not Nicola Sturgeon misled the Scottish Parliament. Yes. The Scottish Parliament decided she did. Uh, the QC she hired decided she didn't. So uh, uh, James Hamilton for being the only person in the entire country who, think <laughs> Nic who thinks Nicola Sturgeon did absolutely nothing wrong. And, uh, <laughs> and thirdly, Jed Mercurio yes. for the worst As police discussed. drama. For a police drama called Line of Duty, a cop drama that isn't much cop. Yes, Ooh. absolutely. Take well, the boy out the tabloid. Listen, I reckon, I reckon it's going to have to be Andy Marsh, you know, because yeah, uh, I, I think Bristol was the big story of the it week. Is, yeah. Yeah, and really, I think yeah. there's no question that there is cause and effect going on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, that you know, if you let people do whatever they want, and uh, then bow to them, and then bow, bow to them and, and say, "Oh no, I think that was actually great what you did. I think that was brilliant. Well, oh. breaking the law. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, maybe you come back and do yeah. some more I mean, damage. We like it so much. You know, and kneel yeah. down before. Yeah. Why don't you come to the police station and throw some bricks at yeah. the windows? Yeah, 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 yeah. How about that? Oh, I tell you yeah. what, set fire to a couple Talk of police vans. Why don't you? Because it'll be all right. We'll just we'll just let you off. Get people to kneel down on Sunday night. Yes, Andy, that would have been good. The yeah. thing is, Bristol is doomed. It's got a chief police officer like that and a mayor. People do tell agrees. me as well that Bristol is a bit of a... Always has been a bit of yeah, an no, alternative it city, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's always been one of those places that's a bit kind of out there. Yeah. A bit hippy-dippy. Fiery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, excellent. Okay. Volatile. So there we have it. The final three. Mm. Kit Malthouse, mm -hmm. policing minister. Mm -hmm. Orlando Bloom, star of stage and screen. And Canoes. Or, uh, is paddleboard, it? it's a paddleboard, it's a very big it's the same paddleboard. thing, same thing. Gazing with his eyes. One man's Gazing canoe. With his eyes. One man's <laughs> canoe is another man's paddleboard. <laughs> you know, you don't want to mess with a man's paddleboard. That's what they used to say. And uh, Andy Marsh, Bristol Police Chief. So, uh, we have to whittle down uh, those three to the winner. Blimey. That's quite difficult, isn't it? Again, isn't it? Really? It's Can't actually quite an interesting one, this, because I don't think we've had it for a while to be this different. Uh, no. Right? Because no. normally there's a kind of connection. Yes. This I, time I, there isn't. I honestly think the story of the week, I mean, I know it's mine and all that, but... Uh, there's no need I to apologise. I, I do think Andy Marsh 
uh, really shines brightly for I me so. in the pl in the plank of the week. Yeah. This I, I, is I think yeah, a woke, it is the story. A woke chief constable reaping what he sowed. I think I think I would not argue with that. Yeah. I think Andy Marsh is number one. Yeah. I would go Orlando Bloom too, actually. Yeah, go on. Because he's not going to be in it much, is he? No, no. no. Do you think we're going to be star, accused of... Uh, star power. Yeah. Star power, yeah. A bit, of, a bit of Orlando Bloom for number two. Uh, and then that leaves us with Kit Malthouse, the man that's infected half the Home Office with COVID. <laughs> the government's asked actually, the typhoid Although, Mary. actually, do you know what? It tells you how ludicrous the whole thing is, because actually, it turns out he's asymptomatic, right? So they don't know whether he's going to spread it, but they've had to deep clean the office, they've had to send a load of people home, and I bet you any money, none of them get it. So congratulations to the Bristol Police Chief, Andy Marsh. You have won this week's Plank of the Week. We'll see you next time.